Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Let's Connect. My name is Keith McPherson, and I'm so glad that you've decided to join me for this next episode. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Susie Yoloff-Schwartz, who is the creator of an incredible movement in the world. Um, she's the founder behind a place called Unplug Meditation, and I'm going to share all about that and more. So sit back, relax, and let's connect. Hey everyone, it's Keith here. Thank you so much right off the bat for your patience. I took a week off from putting up a podcast last week because I was feeling uh, quite bombarded by life. I've been traveling quite a bit and I just got back again from being down in the US of A. I was down in Los Angeles for a week and then I went across the border to Mexico to a place called Rancho La Puerta where I spent the week uh, teaching yoga and meditation. And so I really wanted to practice what I preach and take a week to just be spacious as opposed to filling up my calendar, which can happen when I'm not practicing mindfulness. So it's really, really nice to be back this week in the flow of things, feeling rejuvenated, rested. It's amazing what just a little bit of space can create in our lives when we really, really allow ourselves to just unplug literally and press that pause button. Um, today on the podcast, I'm really, really excited to announce um, and introduce you to Susie Olaf Schwartz, who has created this incredible place in Los Angeles and worldwide called Unplug Meditation. And I stumbled across this back in, in January when I was first down in Los Angeles. And I'd heard about this place like through the internet because they have this incredible um, technology and app for Unplug that allows you to meditate with some of the top teachers in the world. And so they actually have this physical space. They have two of them in LA. They have one in Santa Monica and they have one on Melrose Avenue. So it was one of the first destinations that I wanted to check out when I went to LA. And um, so I typed it in, went down to the meditation class and so many amazing things happened that evening. I, I walked into this place and it reminds me a lot of the energy of what you might consider a yoga studio, like that kind of Zen feeling when you walk in and it's just really mellow. I walked in and right away I was greeted with smiles and people just had this presence about them, just this sort of open presence about them. And it turned out that the teacher that I was studying with at Unplug was... Um, a woman named Alyssa Nobriga, who I mention a lot on this podcast. I actually had her on the podcast a few weeks ago, and I've become a huge fan of hers. She was actually teaching the Unplugged Meditation that night, and the, uh, the course she was teaching was all about setting New Year's resolutions and goals and how to do that from a life coaching perspective. So I went to the class, and uh, it was just really, like it was a 45-minute class. It was actually quite short, but it was really transformative. And I came out of the experience and I thought, man, the world could totally use more of this kind of work where it, we come together as community, we get conscious together, we breathe together, we create space together, we show up in a way that's real and truthful. Um, man, there's so many stories that happened at this studio that night, but I also met a, a guy named Octavio who is now living in LA and he's just like this incredible guy. He is a filmmaker, um, a CEO for a film company and ended up being uh, my compadre during the week in LA. And we ended up exploring all sorts of different um, places together, uh, different meditation studios, uh, a yoga studio. He even took me to a church that he belongs to. And it was just absolutely transformational. Long story short, this all started by just following my intuition to go to this place called Unplug. So when I got back to Canada, I wanted to get to the bottom of who started this movement Unplug. And I found that it was, um, I guess, the genius behind this or the imagination behind this was, was Susie, Susie Yoloff-Schwartz. So I did a little bit of research. I reached out to her on Instagram, and she got right back to me and said, I would love to be a guest on your podcast. So today's podcast, she is going to be joining us and sharing more about her vision, who she is, um, how she came into this uh, creation of this amazing place called Unplug. What's amazing is her background is, well, according to her, not truly in the meditation world at all. She was um, more so in the fashion world for years, working at places like Vogue and Elle magazine and Glamour magazine and doing appearances on like the Today Show and CBS and on and on and on. 
an incredibly um, driven, successful woman with a real creative edge. And um, what was so cool is that she ended up having to move, um, didn't have to, but she chose to move from New York to LA with her family. And in that move, um, as she's going to explain in the podcast here a little bit deeper, she got this idea to practice meditation and the rest is really history. All I can say up front is this is definitely something to check out. Uh, their website is unplug.com. If you're in the LA area, you definitely might want to check out a class or two. Um, they have classes all day long and some really amazing events and trainings. I could go on and on. I'm finding more and more as I deepen in my practice of mindfulness just how transformative this practice really is and how awesome it is to weave it into our lives. And I believe that Unplugged Meditation shares in that vision as well. So without further ado, uh, we're going to get on to meeting Susie. And uh, I really, really hope you enjoy all of her words of wisdom. Oh, one side note. Not only is she like a genius at creating this Unplugged Meditation, but she was inspired, as you're going to find out, by a guy named Steve Ross. Um, if you haven't heard of Steve Ross, you've got to check out his book. It's called Happy Yoga. And um, he was actually a real influence on Susie, as she speaks about when she was creating Unplugged. So check out Steve's work as well. He's got some yoga classes online as well. He's, he's an amazing guy. So just wanted to say that before we jump in. I hope you all really enjoy this interview with Susie, and we'll see you on the other side. All right, I am literally here. Unplugging for the next 40 minutes with Susie Yolof Schwartz. I'm sitting across from her at her desk in Santa Monica. I am blown away by what you've started. Um, I, as I was saying in the intro, uh, I came to practice at Unplug when I was visiting down here in LA. And I was like, what is this all about? And it's just incredible. Thank yeah. you for being here on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So share a little bit. Um, I, I want to hear how this all started. Like, Take me back to... You were not in the meditation world at all, right? if I yeah. understand correctly. No, I was actually in the fashion industry. Um, I'd worked in the fashion industry since 1989. And it was 2010 when I actually left New York and moved to Los Angeles to help my husband have his dream job. So we had three kids. We moved out here. I actually quit my job in New York to move to help him set up for his new job. And... Um, then I started working again six months later because I had never not worked before. And then I was going back and forth between New York and L.A. and back in fashion. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So um, just out of curiosity, so the fashion world, I, I get the sense that that's a lot different than the meditation world. You know, it is and it's not. I mean, meditation is just like fashion in that you have these superstar teachers, whereas in fashion you have superstar editors it's constantly changing and evolving what's hot and what's not. Same thing in fashion. So right now, you know, sound baths are the hottest thing that you could ever possibly imagine. So that's hot here. But it could be the color red in, <laughs> right. in fashion. So that part stays. We have people who are coming in who are actors and models and writers. And those, they're all coming to the studio to meditate. Yeah. Whereas before, I would probably see those kind of people at the fashion shows. So there are a lot of different similarities. Interesting. So when you first, I want to go to, into the fashion just for a minute. What was it about that? Like, how did you first get into that aspect of things? Oh, I had dreamt of being a fashion editor since I was 12 years old. It was what I wanted to do. Wow. And I basically, when I went to college, I you know, went to Parsons School of Design for the summer programs. And then I did internships with different fashion designers. And by the time that I graduated, I went full on into fashion. Yeah, and you'd worked your way up. I mean, from what I was reading, you were working with some serious, like, magazines and publications right. in that world. Right, I started at Vogue, then I went to Elle, then I went to Marie Claire, and then I was at Glamour for about 14 and a half years. And what was your position at the time in, in those? In which ones? All of them? All of them, okay, like, I was generally an, speaking. I was an assistant editor at Vogue, then I became an I got promoted to associate at Vogue, then I got promoted to accessories director at Elle, then I became accessories director at Marie Claire. They were just launching that magazine in New York. And then when Glamour called me to come over there... I said, I'm not going over for fashion, for accessories anymore. I'm done with accessories. <laughs> the only way I would move would be for fashion. And they said, great, you could be the market director. 
and cover New York, Paris, and Milan. And I said, okay, I'm in. So I ended up going there and becoming the market director and then the fashion director. And then I started running the little pages in the front of the book called, um, you know, we just called it the front of the book. And I saw that they were shooting their swimsuit issue and they were actually trying the swimsuits on real people to enhance them. So if you had a small bust, they wanted you to look like you have a bigger bust, you'd wear this swimsuit. Oh, wow. um, if you were a size 20 and they wanted you to look like a size 14, you'd wear this swimsuit. And we were literally fitting it on to these real women and they were, it was almost like a contest. And by the end, we knew which ones worked for which body type. And then they wanted to shoot it on a mannequin. And I said, why wouldn't you just shoot it on the same person to show that it actually works? <laughs> yeah, it's and I said, that's a good idea. So I ended up doing that. Oprah Winfrey saw it, fell in love with the idea of doing that on her show. I ended up going to do her show, um, Swimsuit Makeovers. And the next thing you know, I'm doing makeovers for the next 14 and a half years. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, so, <laughs> so in a bigger way. So I was doing it for like... Good Morning America, The Today Show, CBS Early Show. You know, the TV shows were following me shooting makeovers, and then we were putting it in the magazine. Wow. And so at, at the time when you're doing that and you look back, I mean, that was 12 years old, your dream to live what you were living. Right. And then your husband gets a job across the world or across the country. Right. And you have to move from there. Well, I didn't have to. He positioned it like... Don't you want to try something new? Don't you want an adventure? And did you? And I did not because I had this dream job. Yeah. But at the same time, there was someone who I was working with who had been doing the same thing for 60 years. You know, not 60 years, but I think it was like 40 years. And she said, you know, I my only regret is that I never tried to do anything new. I stayed in the same job the entire time. Wow. You should try this. You should try something new. So... Yeah, it was a big switch, but it was great and it was fun and it was uncomfortable and I like that. Amazing. Well, one last question, but what was it about the fashion, like since 12 years old and then going all the way up the, the ladder in that way? What what has it been about fashion for you that was um, like why, like the why? What was well, it about it? Well, I mean, I just thought it was so exciting. You know, you, these <laughs> supermodels. I mean, I was there when Christine, Naomi, Claudia Schiffer, all these top models you know, we're modeling on the runway. Wow. I was actually working with them, getting them merchandise to put in Vogue. And it was the heyday. Yeah. So just growing up, looking at the magazines and fantasizing about what their life m must be like. And I wanted to be near them and I wanted to be around those clothes. I always loved shopping. I loved clothing. I mm. loved just the idea of the fantasy. Yeah. So that's what it was. I love how you just manifested it and just went for it and made it happen. Well, I think that for anybody who's actually listening to this, that you can really make anything you want happen. Yes. It's really about taking steps. Mm. It's not about always what's the end game. Because I didn't want to be a fashion editor. I wanted to be a fashion designer. But being an editor was more of my path. Right. I just took, kept on taking steps up, and that's where I ended up. Yeah, and how did you know at the time, like, what was right? Like, did you have, like, uh, some people talk about, like, an inner compass. Do you have anything like that, or you I, intuitive? I only leaned into what I found interesting. Yeah. So that was what was right for me. Right. Like, I just found everything interesting. So I was like, I'll do that, I'll do that. Uh. I kept offering to help everybody do everything, uh. and that was helpful. Yeah, I love the sense of adventure. Mm-hmm. So now, like, this adventure brings you over here to Los Angeles right. to dive deeper in. And were you into meditation when you first got here, or how did that all come about? Um, was not into meditation at all. Uh, was the kind of person that moves about 300 miles per hour, <laughs> uh, knocking things down You're and messing things up. You're quite calm for somebody in this, on this podcast. Well, like thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was not a meditation person, as you would say. But what happened was... When I left my children in Los Angeles to do a job in New York, I felt really uncomfortable because I didn't have the backup family. I, they, my husband was working. I had a babysitter who was kind of new. Mm. And I was just like, oh, I did not feel good about the whole situation. And I saw my mother-in-law and she said, you really need to breathe. So she taught me a little exercise. 
And I close my eyes, imagine myself in Jamaica, slow down my breath, open my eyes three minutes later. And I said, wow, I feel so much, but what is that? And she said, it's meditation. You should learn how to do it. And that's when I started kind of like Googling places to meditate when I came back to LA. And I realized it was amazing. There were all these different ways to do it. Yes. But fundamentally, they're all the exact same thing. I know that you do a lot with mindfulness and you're a life coach. And, you know, the mindfulness camp will be like, it's all about the mindfulness camp. And (laughs) the mantra camp is all about the mantra camp. And the guided imagery camp is all about that. But the truth is, at the end of the day, there's only three things that happen in every single meditation, no matter what it is. And that is you're going to focus on one thing. You're going to let it slip away. Your mind will wander. And then you'll bring it back. So in mindfulness, it'll be a, maybe the present moment or your breath. In mantra, it's a word. In Zen, it's the movement. In, I don't know, with essential oils, you're smelling something. With candles, you're holding something. Then you let it go. Then your mind wanders. Then you bring it back. It's all the same. Yeah, exactly. And it's like accessing that, that place of just presence of wisdom, I suspect. Right. Well, or it could just be technique on getting calm, self-soothing. Sure. So some people come to it for a spiritual epiphany. Some people come to it for the wisdom and to beam up. Some people just go go in and just chill. Some people don't know why they're doing it, but it works for everyone who does it. Right. So you get really into this. And then the idea of unplug, which I was explaining earlier, I mean, to, to create this vision, how did that all stem up for you? So when I was learning how to meditate and I just described to you that I realized all of these things were in the exact same thing. I thought, why isn't it being presented in a simplified way so that the people who really need it will want to come to it? Because it was really kind of being presented in a way that was a little bit religious or a little bit spiritual or a little bit uh, exclusive. Yes. And the guys across the street at the law office are the ones who could really use it, but they would never go into a place like the places that I went to learn how to do it. So I created, I I had this fantasy of just kind of creating a space that looked like heaven, white on white on white. You walk in, everything's clean, which is, was not the kind of vibe that I, the places where I was going and (laughs) modern and simplistic and so I wanted it to be appealing to normal people. Not normal people that aren't, those aren't normal yeah, people. but the everyday but people, person. Yeah, the, but the people who wouldn't want to do it. Yes, and to make it like accessible. Right, and I want it to be like the gateway drug. Start here and then if you want to go deeper here, you know, go try TM or go try uh, Zen or go try sound healing. Sure. And then what happened was these people were staying with us and they wanted more and more and more and more. And we're like, I kind of did too, because I was learning with them. Oh, wow. So I was like, wow, I really would like some sound baths in here. Oh, wow. I'm, I don't know what crystals are. Do they even work? Is this real? Let me try that. I'll have this professional crystal person come in. Everybody loved her. Can we have her back? Sure. Okay. Now she's a teacher. Here. So it kind of grew and evolved like that. But I always say I was the customer. I was not coming from a place where I'm teaching other people how to do this. I'm coming from a place where I'm craving different ways to do it. I love it. Like you're, you're, you're yearning for like adventure and curiosity Mm -hmm. that brings you into this place. And then I felt it the second I walked in to the, the one over on Melrose, I was, I just felt this sense of there was community, but, um, my experience of it was like the outside world and all the pressure to be something and to look a certain way and all that. It just like, it dropped away when I walked in and all of a sudden I just felt like there was a sense, like there was still a subtle bit of ego in me of like, "Mm," but then as soon as I walked in that room and that bell went and then I sat down, I was just like, something took over and I I felt this calmness. Right. I, I'm guessing that must be quite common for people that are coming. Yeah, people say the second they step in the door that they feel that first, ah. And we really kind of created a space where you would not have to feel like the ego gets in the way. So yeah. when you're in the classroom, you're not allowed to ask any questions. Yeah. So It's just quiet. It's silence. So you don't have to think about what am I going to say? How am I going to contribute? Or who is that person who's kind of monopolizing my class? Yeah. 
So you really are coming in for the teacher and that's why you're there. And if you want to talk to people after class, you're welcome to do that. So people make really deep, amazing friendships. Right. But in the classroom, it's just you and your mind. So how, like, I mean, I just think it's amazing too, that you just started this from that knowing of bringing all of these teachers together and being a student, like learning from all of these incredible people. Right. Um, and I, I noticed that you'd mentioned Steve Ross at one point. Love him. Who is like one of my favorite yoga teachers in the world. He's a genius. I love him. He was one of the first people that I wanted to learn from. So I hired him privately to teach me how to meditate. Wow. And his meditations are I, they're undescribable. His voice is the most gorgeous voice you've ever heard, but yet nobody can hear it because he never records <laughs> anything and refuses to record even for us. Yeah. And he, I, the first time I hired him to teach me how to meditate, he taught me Qigong, mm. which is this way of meditating where you kind of bring your hands together and you feel this energy between your hands, almost as if, you know, when you have two magnets and you try to put them together, but you can, and there's that feeling between them that's where your hands start feeling like when you do mm -hmm. qigong with steve and then afterwards for the second time he came in and i hired him privately i said you know i'm going to be honest with you i really want to open up this meditation studio i have this idea in my mind and i really want to make it happen and he had this super famous yoga studio called maha yoga yeah i that remember all it. the celebrities would go to and he would had his own tv show he's a superstar yeah and he said to me, you know what? I'm going to help you do this because the more people we get doing this, the better the world will be. He asked for nothing. All he did was give me advice. When I was suffering, he was like, you can borrow my studio manager. She'll help you set everything up. And wow. Susie, shed, um, Susie ended up helping me set every single thing up. And then he said, you know, you really need like purple lights because that'll calm everybody down. And I'd just been to this great exhibition which was all about James Terrell where the lights changed. And I had that in, thought in my mind too. And he just kind of would subtly suggest things that were genius ideas. And then he was teaching here too yeah, when I we opened that. and he had huge classes. He's not teaching anymore, but he's, he was a legend. Just on he is a legend. Has he retired or he's what kinda, is he doing? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's traveling around the world. Okay. He does tr retreats. Yeah. He does a lot, has a lot of huge private clients. Okay. And he's doing it his way. Yeah. You know, he's just keeping it light. Yeah. Yeah. He's and a tough guy time. to find classes publicly. Yeah. Like he's not I doing them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see them. But yeah. apparently you can hire him for a one-on-one -on -one through Unplug. Yes. Is that correct? Well, right now <laughs> he's not even doing privates. He's, he's not just, even doing that. He is a some top, top, top clients wow. and he's, that's monopolizing his time. What I'm loving though is, and without even knowing that affiliation, when I walked in and unplugged, I felt like the energy of him. Yeah. Like that just oh, happy like that. yoga. That's his book. It's yes. like, and I just feel that when I walk in, there's mm -hmm. like a expansive energy that's taking place. Yeah. Wow. I'm just also so blown. I'm just blown away by you oh, thanks. to have the courage to just say that in your second meditation class. I, I want to start a studio. Where does that bubble up from to have that courage well, for you? Was, it wasn't courage. Okay. It was an idea. Oh, okay. Oh, why is this so difficult? Oh, why can't it be like what my mother-in-law taught me? Oh, I, I should open up a meditation studio. <laughs> oh, yeah? It was like that. Wow. And then I'm like, are there any meditative places like that anywhere? Let me Google that. It doesn't exist anywhere. Oh, my God. I really should open up a meditation studio. Then I said to my husband, I'm going to quit fashion, open up a meditation studio. And he's like, Susie, you need to learn how to meditate first. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you, game on. Wow. I will learn how to meditate. I'm going to open this thing up. You'll see everybody's going to come to this thing. He's Challenge like, on. He said to me, come on, if everybody was going to come to this thing, don't you think somebody else would have done it? <laughs> and I said, maybe somebody else didn't think about it. Wow. I feel like that's what a lot of us are up against in the world is that sort of voice of doubt, like, you can't do this or you shouldn't do this. And it's like, I sense with you just sitting across, like, does that ever come up for you? Well, like, you just jump into these things. Um, yeah, I, okay. So maybe that comes from stupidity, which <laughs> I always say, I'm so lucky to be not the smartest girl in the room 
because I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I should just do it. And I jump into it and be like, oh, shit. You know, like I jump in first and then I say, oh, shit, afterwards. Wow. And then I'm like, okay, how do I make it success? How do I make it work? How do I, you know, what do I need to do? But I don't think too much before. Yeah. And that's actually a gift. Yes, that's a huge gift. Because I think the problem is when you're really smart and you really think through all the possibilities of, uh, could this be successful? Is this not going to be successful? You might not start anything ever. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many chances of, you know, it not being successful. Right. But when you don't think and you just do, you have the opportunity to win. I'm just thinking of like, you can't fail. You're just going to get a result every time. Right. Something happens, no one matter of, what. One of my favorite Canadians is Heather Reisman, who owns Indigo Bookstore. Right. I don't know if you've ever been in her bookstores, yes, but there's a Heather's Pick. Yes, I love those. And she's a mentor for me, um, and also an investor in Unplug. Oh, really? The only investor. Oh, wow. And she said to me the other day, she talks about that hockey quote about, you know... Wayne you Gretzky. Miss, yeah. You, yes. What is it exactly? You, you miss a hundred... Uh, percent of the shots you don't take. Correct. Yeah. And she'll say, she'll say these little, you know, words of wisdom, usually pertaining to hockey. But it's really true. If you don't take a shot, you're never going to win. Totally. Yeah. And you're taking the shot. Why not? So can you share a little bit about um, what you've learned, like your process for meditation and what that looks like? The practice of the meditation? Practice. Yeah. The practice. We process in Canada. But for <laughs> me, it started off like everyone else where I thought I thought too much and I can't do this. Oh yeah. And the truth is that's the biggest myth of all. I can have a thousand thoughts in one sit. Thinking is part of the process. Thinking is part of meditation. Hmm. It's the act of being aware of your thoughts and bringing them to the present moment. So for me, like as you can see from my office, I have a box of essential oils. So I'm constantly grabbing them, taking breaks and just stopping and smelling my oils. Yeah. I love that. Or I have this monster Lemurian crystal that's on my desk. So I'll stop and I'll just feel the crystal and anchor in. And but mostly my practice is either me going downstairs into the room, which you just were near. Did you yeah. see how many people went to that 12 o'clock class? For a 12 o'clock class in LA. That's impressive. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, so I'll just step into any of the classes because I hired every single teacher here and they're all good. Wow. And, you know, people from Canada can actually access our classes on our app, Unplugged Guided Meditation app. Share a bit about that. You said that's what you're most excited about I'm, right now. I love it because I'm hoarding these amazing teachers in L.A. They're geniuses. They're talented. They're legendary. They've saved my life. Yeah. But yet no one can practice with them. So we created an app where we videotaped the teachers. Oh, wow. So th it's as if they're speaking directly to you. Right. Um, and I'm going to try to show it to you really quick, even though you guys... You guys won't you guys, be able to see it on the podcast. You guys won't be able to see it, but just so you yeah. are aware. When you go on the app, you'll see there's many different... It's You can search by time, topic, or teachers. So you can start with five-minute and under meditations. Or oh, wow. you can do topics, intro to meditation, morning, evening, anytime, at work... Guided Journeys, which is all guided imagery led by hypnotherapists that teach at the studio. I like the panic button. The panic button, I'll show you that afterwards. <laughs> Soothe and Heal um, specialty, which is crystals, aromatherapy, all the interesting things like chakras and mantras. Travel for anxious travelers, kids. They're using these in schools now. They're using this app in schools? Uh-huh. Oh, is that So amazing? we're at Watts 107 right now. It's 107th Street School in Los Angeles, which is in a very tough area. Oh, wow. And the principal has it on her desk. So instead of when the kids get called in, they do time-ins. Oh, I love that. That Isn't movement that cool? is growing. I mean, I know. Yes. I love it too. Yeah. Hypnosis, recovery. This is for SAT, ACT testing. Say what that is. Nobody um, will know here. So, Okay. <laughs> Um, and when you are a junior, you have to take these tests to oh, get into colleges. Okay. So these people, so these meditations help people retain information when they're studying and also calm themselves down when they're testing and it should help with the testing. Um, we haven't tested it 
to tell you if it technically <laughs> does help with testing, but they're classic meditations, so they're good. Wow. So let's say I hit the panic button, and there's When You're Overwhelmed by Heather Hayward. So just, just that you guys, so you know what we're doing here. We're, we actually have the app in front of us, and, and Susie just pushed uh, this panic button mm-hmm. on the app, and now it's, it looks like it's loading up some sort right. of a video. So yeah, so what happens is we load up, and you can see Heather Hayward come up and she's like, this is for you if you're completely overwhelmed. So you'll see oh, it I as she's it. speaking to you. And this music this is, is just... your panic button if you're completely overwhelmed. This is for you if right now you're overthinking something, you're overdoing, and you're overgiving, and you're over it. Oh. So when you're ready, sit back, take a deep breath, hold it. When you exhale, close your eyes. And then it goes to nature. Oh, And wow. so it's like having your posse in your pocket right. at any time. Right. So you can always check in and this is like a tool to be able to do that. And shift your mood. And let's say I want to get happy quick or I want to feel the love or I yeah. want to, you know, get centered or get focused before this podcast. Yes. I just click, meditate, whether I choose five minutes or 45 minutes uh-huh. and do it. In your experience of that, like... Why I'm going a little philosophical, but I'm curious because I know some people listening will be asking me this. Okay. So why is it that when we stop and pause and do these breaths or hold the crystal or go on the app, mm-hmm. like why is it that things shift in your experience of it? Because you're getting present. And when we are not at our best, it's usually because we're thinking about the next move or the future or thinking about something that just happened. Mm. But when you meditate, you're present and everything's good in the present moment. You're here, you're alive and you can breathe. Yeah. Do you find yourself, the more you're practicing, are you able to, to maintain that state of presence as you're moving through the day? Mostly. Sometimes, no. Sometimes I go, I spiral out just <laughs> like everybody else. Um, I never yeah. really lose control or if I do, I'm quick to reset. You know, I used to just, spiral out and go crazy, you know, squirts the village and get this done, do this, <laughs> nobody totally. was moving fast enough for me. Yeah. And now I slow myself down. Mm. I'm more in control of myself. I'm The slower I go, the faster I finish. Wow. Amazing. Do you find that you're accomplishing more when you're not all busy in your head and doing so much? A hundred percent. You do find that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. That practice is incredible. It's like a constant meditation. I used to focus on a hundred things at the same time and get nothing accomplished. Now I focus at one thing at the same one thing at a time, and then I accomplish it. Move on to the next. Wow! And that's what I was saying too. It's about taking one step. You want to do something. All you need to do is take a teeny step towards that goal. Teeny step next day. Teeny step next day. Pretty soon you'll be like, "Oh my God, how this happened?" <laughs> right. Absolutely. Versus, I never took any steps. I just thought about all the steps at the same time and did nothing. Right. So when you think about the long-term vision right now, as it is for you, and what you're taking these one step at a time towards, right? What's what? What are you dreaming about? What are you seeing? Oh, my biggest dream would be for everybody to just download Unplug Guided Meditation app and experience it for themselves. Wow, that is my dream. I want everybody to be able to do it because wow. I think it's so easy. And dare I say fun, it is a fun, <laughs> it's fun to hang out with all these different teachers. I want people to know them. I want them to understand. I know how lucky I am. I want to be able to share that with other people. Yeah. And why? Because I'm a sharer. I've always been. Mm-hmm. I love sharing anything good. I feel I'll share that. anything good with anybody. And I love making people's life easier. For me, like for instance, we came up with this teacher training program and it took us a long time to figure out how to put it up online and make it really clean and make it really easy. It took us like almost seven months to figure out how to create this, the online portion of our teacher training program. And why should anybody else have to do that? So when my friends are like, how do I do it? I'm like, Oh, here, here's our doc. Just copy that. And they're like, they get our seven months of being abused in a minute and a half. Oh, wow. That's incredible. This is the person you want to call. This is how you're going to set it up. This is what you're going to do. Because the truth is, is my content is not the same as someone else's content. Right. My contact book, like if I have a contact book, when I looked at, worked at Glamour, I gave that to everyone because 
their relationships are not the same as my relationships with all the people in my contact book. But why should they have to spend a million years looking up things when I already did that work? That gift of generosity <laughs> is massive. Absolutely. I, I also was reading a little bit before this that when you first started Unplug, you just, you, you'd mentioned you reached out to just the people that you could think of to help you dream. Like I think you said you you reached out to a lawyer, uh, I forget, accountant. Yeah. There was a, like a whole philosophy in your mind, I got a sense. Well, I, I learned as I was going along. Oh, you need a lawyer for this. Oh, okay. Who do I know who's a good lawyer? Let me put that on Facebook. Anybody know a good lawyer? So right. I actually learned a lot from Facebook. And I reached out to my friends on Facebook. And I said, do you guys know anybody graphic design? Do you know anybody who does this? Who are your favorite teachers? So I kind of did that. Wow. What, what, and think coming through, what motivates you the most? Hmm. What motivates me the most? I love achieving goals. Like for me, I'm a, I like a challenge and I like to set goals for myself and achieve them. Yeah. And I have that goal, as I mentioned to you, I would love to get, you know, a hundred thousand people using our app on one day. That would be amazing. I love that vision. So I'm not there. I'm very far from there, but we're getting there. There's going to be another 3,000 Canadians signing up after <laughs> I, this podcast, I, I tell you. I know that they're going to love it because we have so many Canadians coming to Unplug just for our teacher training program. Let alone Canadians. There's people listening from all over the world, wow. I, I suspect, that are going to check this out. Do you see the um, physical studios expanding as well outside of um, Los Angeles? You know, I love the physical studios. There is honestly nothing like going into the room. Yeah. So we are going to expand those. How that's going to unfold, I'm not totally sure. Right now, we're working inside Donna Karen's studio in New York City. So we have every Monday night, we do a pop-up class there. And it does really well. And, you know, we're trying different things like that in oh, her cool. Urban Zen. So we did that. We did Urban Zen Saga Harbor. We're doing some Goop New York, Goop here. That's Gwyneth Paltrow's amazing yes. um, stores. She has stores now that are so good. So we're kind of, and we're inside companies so we send our teacher into google or we'll send our teacher into um jp morgan or um paramount pictures you know those are just some of the companies we work with where we're sending people across the country actually to teach the employees how to calm down and feel good that's what they want for their employees they're like we just want them to feel calm feel good and focus we're like, okay, we can focus on that. So we have our teachers teach them those things. Yeah. Well, you know, the studies on this too, from the coaching background of mine, like the, the leadership circle profile, it's, they've actually interviewed over a million people now that have gone through this survey. And it says that 80% approximately of people in the workplace are in a reactive mode, meaning that they are just trying to get through the day and they're coming at it from limited beliefs that are telling them I'm not good enough, I'm failing, I'm not worthy, my boss is going to fire me, so I better just stay busy. And so what I'm hearing you say here with this vision that's just totally inspiring me is that it's it's helping people move from that reactive state as they're moving through the day into more of a creative place mm-hmm. where I see that you're living from, this place of just being a visionary, a leader, somebody that's actually pushing their edges and going after purpose as opposed to living in this sort of false sense of fear. Right. Where you're just kind of struggling to get by. For me, I'm more about creativity. I like, can tell. I, I love like it. the creative aspect of what I do. So I, we yeah. constantly think up ideas and then we're like, let's do it. Okay, let's do it oh, right fun. now. So we get to do our, all of our ideas as we think them and as we grow. And some of them are just so big. And we're like, <laughs> how, did, how, did that, how do we do this? How do, but that's the fun part. Yeah. So for me, I really think about the best part about what I do is learning, learning something new every day. And just like I was saying before, you need to take all the little steps every single day constantly. Mm-hmm. And when I used to be in fashion, I would have these crazy days. Every five minutes was planned for me. Wow. And when I thought about the schedule, I would freak because it's just too much. Yeah. Like if you say yes to everything, you are flooded. Right. Yeah. So I stopped living like that. And I started living like, what do I have to do now? Be present now. Just Uh, conquer now. And if you live your life conquering now, you're going to have such a rich, beautiful life. Uh, But if you live your life thinking about all the stuff you have to do, you're going to be like in anxiety. Right. 
It's not worth it. Do you find uh, through the meditation process, it gives you an opportunity to uh, like discern between all of the yeses that you want? I mean, we're like we're living in a time where we're bombarded by choices. Right. So, and everything is, especially for a creative, it's like yes, 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 create, right. create. Do you do you find that this helps in terms of discerning that at all? Um, a hundred percent. I met this woman at the studio in West Hollywood the other day, and she's starting this movement called Lomo, Love of Missing Out. Love of missing out. Oh, okay. Instead of FOMO, fear oh, of missing out. Wow, I love it. Nice reframe. And I like that concept because I can't do everything and nor do I want to. So now that I meditate all the time, I'm much more in touch with my intuition and I can hear what I want to do and what I don't want to do. And I do what I want to do and I don't do what I don't want to do. And how do you know the difference when you're in meditation mode? Is there anything that you notice when you're there and you're, you got like to discern between something? Oh, I well decisions happen outside of meditation mode because when oh, I'm in do. meditation mode, I'm in being. You're just being. Yeah, but in life, when I'm out of the meditation, because like for me, when I'm in meditation, every time I think a thought, I'm like thought next, no thank you, and I go back to the mo- my breath or whatever I'm focusing on at that moment. Yes. Although David G, the teacher, hates when I say focusing. He likes when I say, when I'm bringing my awareness to. Oh, yes. Yes. The focusing is not the way to word it. Um, So, but when I'm outside of that, I just feel it in my bones. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? It might be a huge opportunity and incredible, but it's going to be a lot of work. And I don't know if I think it's really going to pay off where I want it to. So I'm not going to place my attention or awareness there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just really getting clearer and clearer of that. And I sense that it comes in in that feeling mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know I can't do everything. Yeah. And so I ha- there are going to be things I have to say no to. Yeah. And I'm a people pleaser, so that's not easy. Yeah, I hear you. The, the complying. Yes, 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 yes. I know. I get it. I'm right with you on that. In fact, I have on the app meditation for people pleaser. <laughs> like basically every <laughs> insecure awesome. I've ever had in my life, insecurity, is on this app. That is brilliant. I love it. Well, we're all trying to navigate through this busy, crazy world. And I sense just sitting across from you, I'm remembering that we all have like, we all have gifts and we all have purpose and we all have meaning. And so many of us hold ourselves back because we're not listening to Mm -hmm. it or we're scared or whatever. And what I'm so loving as I'm sitting here with you is just your ability to just do it, dive in and then deal with it as it comes up. Right. And it's like, you're really living it in that way. It's probably not the smartest move, <laughs> but it seems to work for me. It's very fun to yeah. just be aware in that present moment of what do I what do I need to do now? What do I need to say yes to and no to in that discernment? Too. Right. Yeah. I met this amazing teacher named Tej Paul, who you should have on the show. She's legendary. She works at this place called Miraval in Arizona. Oh, I've heard. Yes, it's totally. really an incredible. Miraval is great. Just like, go, well, go to their website and check out their stuff. Um, but she said, "What is your biggest struggle?" Like she's to this huge room of people, and of course, you internalize it. And mine has always been patience. I'm not a very patient person, mm. as I said before. I'm moving very quickly. You need results. Let's get. Yeah, that. yeah. Let's go. <laughs> um, she's like, think about your life challenge, and mine would be patience. And then think about what you're doing in your life. And I am running a meditation studio. So my challenge and what I'm actually doing with my life are in alignment because meditation helps you be more patient. Wow. So finding what you're here for, per se, or what your life challenge is, and then working or it doesn't even have to be a job. It could be in your life if you're someone who's a stay-at-home mom or if you're someone who just isn't working right now. You know, what can you do that helps you overcome your one challenge? Oh, uh, yes. And then you're in alignment. Yeah. Yeah, it's that one step again. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm also getting a cue to ask you about this. It's, um, I, I feel like it, it just sense it feels risky at first to start something as big as this vision over here, as I, as I think about that. Mm-hmm. And when I coach people too, this is a big thing. Even today I was speaking with somebody that has this huge vision for the nutrition world. And yet she's scared. Her, her big thing was, oh, I just don't think I'm, I can do it. And I feel like I don't have enough money and I couldn't ever make that happen. Right. What do you tell someone like that? I say, how much can you lose? That's how I started this. 
how much money can I afford to lose without going broke? Mm. So my husband and I kind of came up with the number, the magic number of how much we could afford to lose without, I mean, it was going to hurt, but how much we could afford to lose without going completely broke. And that was our number. Wow. So he was kind of thinking it was a passion project for me, not thinking that it would become what it became or what it is or what it's becoming, I should say. So I would say one, figure out how much you're willing to lose. Yep. And not kill yourself over. No pun intended. I don't mean <laughs> like kill yourself, but yes. you know what I mean. Um, two, what can you do for other people for free? And can you ask for help for friends? Because I help my friends all the time. Mm-hmm. So when it was time for me needing help, I actually did not feel shy about asking people for help. Yeah, you just put it out there. I want to open a studio. I help so many people. So, you know, help a lot of people now yeah. so they can help you later or do an exchange, like an energy exchange. I would clean out people's closets. I would uh-huh. media train them and do different things like that in exchange for legal services logo design you know i was doing i was trading bartering my services with their services i love that it's like get very creative with how you're going to create what you're creating but i i understand what this woman who was talking to you how she feels because i felt that way too it wasn't Mm -hmm. i felt scared i felt like i was going to cry i felt like it was never going to happen and i was like constantly having setbacks and it was not easy yes it was not effortless ease yeah. Like you hear, it's always supposed to be. It was for sure not that. And it's still not that. Yeah. But if you can embrace the challenge and if you can enjoy the learning, then you can really achieve what you need to do. Absolutely. And I'm just thinking like the alternative is to sit in like sort of not doing mode and, and in that place of just, yeah, mediocrity or false safety. Like or when you, even worse, oh my God, I had that idea. Yeah. That was my idea I had six years ago and never did. Yeah. Do you want that to happen? Yeah, exactly. No? No. Yeah, that's the, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about that in Big Magic, just how there's, there's always the idea. And if you don't say yes when it comes in, that burning desire, it's going, to go, it's going to be created. So why not jump on the creative wagon and be part of expanding that? Right. Yeah. Right. You've done that. And you're doing I'm that. sure I'm not the first person to come up with this idea. <laughs> oh, I should open a meditation studio. I'm sure other people thought about it and thought, ugh, it'll right? never work. Yeah. And they're probably like, that was my idea. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I've heard that multiple times. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I thought that idea 10 years ago. I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, jump on board in your own way. <laughs> I'm like, are you bummed at me now because I did right. it? Well, that it that's, worked. That's one last little piece that I might be worth chatting about is just like that that kind of jealousy or enviness when somebody is successful. And I find that's another topic that comes up a lot is um, this kind of like, oh, they took, they stole my idea, but I just don't, I don't know. Like, do you think that's actually possible? Like, people, yeah, people steal ideas all the time and I've seen it. I've seen it like to me, of course, you know, people will yeah. come and they'll say, oh, I want to invest in your business. Can I ask you a few questions? And How then, do you deal with that? And then I'm like sweet and ask some questions and then they open up a similar concept studio. And at first I was like activated by that. Yeah. That really kind of yeah. made me feel bad. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, really do i care no at the end of the day i don't care and i'm actually happy like the more studios like this the more people there will, there will be meditating so i softened a lot around that um but at first it it does it triggers something it's right? hard yes. it's hard to see someone pretend they're something and then they're not right they were really kind of yeah. doing research but can you blame them i was probably doing my research when i went to go you know, see how UCLA Mark, you know, I took that program. Yeah. I loved that program. Uh-huh. I was inspired by that program. So, you know, Deepak Chopra's 21 day meditation series. I think that's genius. Like, yeah. um, so we all do it. And at the end of the day, if you can't hold on, nobody is you. Mm. Only you can do you. I love that. Yes. Nobody is you. No one's going to create it the same way. Mm hmm. Because it's authenticity. It's like creative authenticity going 
right. happening here. And there's a lot of space for a lot of people to do the exact same thing and all be successful. Yeah. There's a lot of space. Yes. This is so inspiring to chat with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if people want to find out about Unplug, uh, where should we send them? Besides just move to Los Angeles, which I would love to do right now. <laughs> Unplug.com. That easy. That easy. Unplug.com. And like highly recommend the app. How, mu- how much is it to be part of the app community? Uh, $59 for a year. Wow. Okay. That's a great deal. Uh-huh. Or $7.99 a month. That's amazing. That's like a couple coffees. At that's for the app. That's for the app. Right. For the studio, you can come for two weeks unlimited for $34. That's what I did. Yep. It was great. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> and then um, afterwards, you can buy a 10-pack or you can, you know, become a member. We have a lot of members mm. and they come all the time. Yeah. I and do. I love my members. I mean, I love these people. They're so... That's actually... That lights me up. I've met so many people that I would have never met before who come to Unplug. And the, it's really about those people. Yeah. Those stories must be amazing. They're amazing. The teacher stories are amazing. Like It's really, when people say, oh, you did this. I, it really was not me. It's these teachers that come in here <laughs> week after week. They're the ones who are doing it, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. They are the owners and leaders of Unplug. I facilitate it for them. Beautiful. But it's really them. And then the people that come in who have been healed, who have been, you know, whose lives have been impacted in a meaningful way. Those are the stories that kill me. I love it so much. I mean, I love these people. They're Ugh. like family. I, I walk in there and feel like I'm seeing my fam. It feels like I'm going to Thanksgiving. I felt that just the first time I went in. Yeah. Yeah. That's just an awesome community that yeah. you're creating and that we, they all are creating. They're beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for holding courage and creative vision to to really create this for us in the world. It's very powerful what you're doing. And uh, God bless Steve Ross too for his... uh, (laughs) Generosity. uh, Generosity for really opening this up for everybody. And I hope that whoever's listening can understand this one thing, that if I can do this, anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. So anybody can do anything. Honestly, don't... There... I look at some of the people who are successful and are not. There's only one difference. Determination. I love it. Thanks, Susie. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm feeling a lot more zen after that conversation with Susie. And I hope you are too. And I really hope you'll consider going to check out Unplug Meditation. And as always, please stay in touch during the week. Let me know how I I can support you as a mindfulness coach and beyond. And if you have ideas for guests for the show, please reach out. I'm always looking to interview thought leaders and people that are truly following their dream and making the world a better place. Thanks everyone for being part of this community. And I look forward to seeing you next time on Let's Connect.